Thanks for joining the Money Happy Hour, where we make every hour a happy hour for your money. I'm your host, Tom, the Savings Captain, and I'm joined by my producer, Radish, the hardest working dog in podcasting. Hey, we're so excited for today's conversation. Today, we have the Money Cruncher, and the Money Cruncher, if you don't know him, he is 24 years old, immigrated to the U.S. from Ukraine, has a professional job, and has a net worth in the six figures. And we're going to talk a lot about how he makes all that happen and what his goals are. But before we jump in, if you're new to the Money Happy Hour or haven't done so already, please hit the follow button. And I also did want to briefly talk about, as an indie podcaster, we truly appreciate our audience, those that come out every week that fit us in your busy schedules. I also wanted to give a plug to another podcast that maybe you follow, maybe you don't, but check out my good friend, Harris. Harris Elliott runs a podcast called the One Penny Podcast, One Penny at a Time Podcast, rather. And in that podcast, every Monday, he either goes over his One Penny at a Time dividend portfolio he is building and also has some real exciting guests on himself. So I'll leave notes in the show notes on how to access that podcast, along, of course, with this podcast. So thank you so much, Money Cruncher. How are you doing today? How are things going today? You just turned 24 yesterday. How's life, my friend? Oh, it's no different than three days ago. Um, you know, still uh, feeling young, but excited to be here, Tom, and, and thank you for inviting me over. Oh, that's good. So yeah, 24 to 23, not too much different. You're not going to notice any kind of aches and pains getting out of the bed at 24. At least, at least that's what I remember anyhow. <laughs> yeah. Good. Well, thanks for stopping by. So I guess my first question, um, and, and thank you so much for coming on again. My oh, no, first absolutely. question is, you're 24 now. You came to the States from Ukraine eight, nine years ago. Yep, about about eight and a half fish. Let's talk about your let's talk about your gateway coming to the U.S. Coming into the U.S. eyes wide open. What were like? How did all that take place? How did that go down? How were you feeling? Yeah. So growing up, um, my my parents always um, were installed the value of education, mm-hmm. uh, and so. They they didn't know whether you know Ukraine was a and still is a third world kind of country and we didn't know where the life might take so my parents would always encourage to um, you know learn and and go and and pay attention to English and just um, you know go to different extracurricular activities like related to English so they would always put the value into knowing a second language um, and um, for. 15 or 20 years, my, my parents have been applying to lottery um, to become like, to get a green card. Um, my aunt was in the United States, so they would be applying, hoping one day there is a possibility for us to come here. And then when, when, we, when I turned 15, um, my parents, um, my mom actually won a, a green card. And so that allowed us to, you know, immigrate to the United States. Um, and we already had aunt who was here. And so that was, um, you know, life was about to change, um, and it, w- it was difficult, right? Uh, I knew English a little bit, not 
not a whole lot. Um, you know, no one, I, I was paying attention to it, but you know, I didn't know what was going to happen. So, um, when I came here, um, I was like, well, all I can do is focus on my own strength and focus on, on, on me and growing and learning. Like there is no going back essentially. Right. So it's like, I'm in this country, like, I have to start working hard, I have to make it happen, I have to make my parents proud, and which I think is a very common theme between the immigrants, uh, is like, you know, they, they want to help, um, you know, retire their parents or something like that. Um, so, at 15, uh, I became, I just became a junior in high school, so um, I came here, and then I started um, in the 11th grade in, in high school. Um, and and then I had to take the ACT exam, um, which <laughs> that didn't go well, right? Um, knowing that uh, you know you're you're coming to a different country, trying to take these exams, and so. Uh, but I I would put a high priority on education and getting good grades. Um, that was one of the things that I know that I can't control, and that's one of the things that I know if I have good grades, I might get a good employer. I might get good money. So that was um, that was the opportunity. And I think a lot of people in the United States overlook the fact that if you simply hard, you know, work hard, choose choose a good major, like you will make it work. Like you will you will have a good quality life. Um, and especially right now, I feel like that's very underestimated. Um, but um, graduating high school, I, I went into community college. Um, I didn't have because I didn't have good ACT scores. I wasn't able to go into you know university right away, but I knew that this can be a good path, and ultimately it actually ended up being a better path because it allowed me to save thirty, forty thousand dollars over two years. Um, and so I, uh, in the community college, I, I, I studied uh, abroad. You know, I was just taking the general classes, um, but. Even throughout college and high school, I would be working. So at 16, I had my first job at a frozen yogurt. And then I started working at a Steak and Shake, which is a, a fast food um, burger chain. I was making eight twenty-five an hour. And then ultimately was making like $10 an hour. Um, between sophomore and junior year, when I when I actually transferred to university, I was able to get a, an accounting internship. So then I, I was started making around you know fifteen dollars an hour, um, while still you know working um, part time and then full time school. Um, so, un at university, um, after I transferred, I started studying accounting. Um, not the most um, <laughs> sexy subject per se, but that's the one that you know pays good money and it it, it allows you to get a, a stable job, especially in an economy like this, right? Like when you know you have high interest rate environment, and you know a lot of tech companies are laying off uh, some of the recruiters and stuff like that. So I knew that accounting is a, a stable profession, um, and and. Uh, when while I was at a college, my priority was still getting good grades. Um, I I started getting good grades and then applying to internships. Um, so my first internship was actually with Deloitte, uh, which is like a big four uh, public accounting firm. Um, I was making around twenty eight dollars an hour um, at that internship, right? So that's a, a big pay increase from you know ten dollars an hour at, at a burger joint and then two years after or two and a half i was making you know thir almost thirty dollars for for an internship and that's ultimately where i started working when when i was 
um, about 21 years old, graduating, um, graduated university and um, started studying for the CPA exam and, and passed the CPA exam within like four months and, and then ultimately become licensed. But a lot of it, it took a lot of hard work um, in terms of be, being an immigrant, right? Um, you, you don't know English. You don't know anyone who can help you. You don't know the rules. You don't know the, the procedures. Mm -hmm. all, you, all you have is your family. And that's actually a big blessing for me. Like they were, I was able to live with them and, and they, they would always be motivating me saying like, hey, get good grades. Like it's going to be good. Um, you know, sometimes in life you have a, a white and a black line, you know, and after a black line, after, you know, things don't go your way, you know, there is, will always be a white line. So that, that always kept me motivated. I know that, um, you know, I was going to make it work. And um, it's a lot of people don't realize how lucky they are to live in a country like this where y y you have endless opportunities. Yeah, absolutely. That is amazing. So there's so many things to cover there. Let's go back to one of the earlier things you said, just so I understood, yep. just to make sure I'm clear on it. Did you say your family was trying to get this green card for the better part of 15 years? Yes. What are yes. Wow. Um, and I, I, I don't have the research at hand, but I think the odds of it is like extremely, extremely low of getting one. And a, a funny story is my aunt, the one that was living in the United States, she came to visit um, my family and, you know, the grandparents. And she, she actually was the one cha that checked the application. Like she would log in into, uh, I forgot, it's like USCIS, whatever the immigration website is where you apply for those things. And then she checked it and she saw that like my mom got it. And so th that was the most uh, craziest thing ever because my parents have been applying. And the year she came to check it, we, we got it. So oh, <laughs> I man. guess we were destined to be here. Yeah, that that is, I mean, that's that's just a great story. Uh, and then Money Cruncher, before we go any further, I, I just did want to say and mention, uh, I, I'm certainly, I, I can just sense your level of enthusiasm for being here and recognizing the opportunity. But I imagine it's got to be heavy on your heart, and I'm def definitely terribly sorry. Pricing your homeland and country being so war-torn over the last year and a half, and uh, I just wanted to acknowledge that. I imagine that's that's got to be that that's really got to be hard and, and challenging in itself for you. Yeah, um, I still have grandparents over there. Um, luckily, they're on you know, uh, on the other side, closer to Poland. So there's not a lot of action going on. But yeah, it's it's very unfortunate what's going on there. So let's talk about when um, you first come to the country. Let's spend a couple of let's spend a couple of minutes. I always hear this from an, the story, the immigrant story, so to speak, coming from the country. What opportunity existed for you if you would have stayed in Ukraine? Yeah, um, years. What, would, what would opportunity have looked like there? Yeah, I mean, I I was getting still decent grades in Ukraine, right? Um, I certainly wasn't as motivated as I am in the um, America simply because, you know, I, I want to make it right. The American dream. Um, mm -hmm. But I was still getting good grades. And I mean, you go to university and um, that's uh, that's the normal path. And that would have been the path I would take. Um, the problem becomes where you can graduate, let's say, with economics degree, right? There is not a lot of opportunity for you to, you know, get a job.
job. You can be a cashier, um, and and it's very difficult because um, it's a lot of bribery. It's a lot of who you know, rather than I mean, at some point here, you know, it might be similar, but maybe not on the same level. Over there is like if you don't know anyone, you might you might not get far. Um, so uh, it's uh, there is it would have been a lot a lot more difficult to make it work, uh, yeah. and especially simply from the money standpoint, you know, the economic um, the economics is just not as developed. Um, you you know you're making three hundred to five hundred dollars a month um, uh, in Ukraine, and and so it's just it would have been a lot difficult. Um, yeah. So you could have gone all the way through the university system, graduated, yes, and then exactly. not really have had an income-bearing job. Well, yeah, um, yeah, much different than I think what what is in here. If you choose a good major, you are gonna get a good-paying job. So we throw that term around a lot, the American dream, from a a person not born in the U.S. Is that really a term outside the U.S. The American dream? Um. Maybe not necessarily as much, but we still know that, like, in we know the capitalistic society of the United States. Like, I mean, I had an end there, so maybe I was more close to it, right? Like, um, but it's certainly people in Ukraine or, I mean, all over the world, they know that you, uh, the, the United States is, like, the capitalistic country of the world and that if you work hard in here, if you, you know, put your time and effort into creating something, into educating, you're going to make it. And so that's, that's what all I knew at that time. Interesting. Yeah, that's, that's good. Thanks for that perspective. So now let's, let's just fast forward. You're 15 ish. You're, you've just arrived in the United States. Take us through that arrival. Take us through the, what you're feeling and maybe your first 30 days in country. What are you, what are you noticing? That's the big difference. Yeah. So we came in around May. Uh, so that was the time we arrived. And then, um, my aunt, she, um, she lived in California with her husband, and so we came to just visit them there. Um, so we first came to California. Um, the first, I honestly don't really remember much, but maybe the fact that I was still in shock. Uh, it all happened very quickly. I like we we left. We didn't really tell anyone there because you know people get jealous actually. Um, you know, like if you're leaving, you know, you're going to the United States, everyone is thinking that you know you're you've made it and everyone started. So we didn't really tell anyone that we were gonna leave. Um, and so um, the first thirty days were just not much different i was with my aunt so it kind of felt as perhaps a vacation at first uh, for the first you know maybe month 30 30 days is like oh i'm in this country like it was, I, I feel like i was still processing the whole thing um and we came there um to, to california was i stayed with my um and it was just almost summertime so it, it wasn't anything particular like uh, i didn't know what i was gonna do my family was trying to figure out what what my parents are gonna do, um, because they also didn't you know speak English that good. Um, so we were all trying to figure out what's gonna happen. Interesting. So when did it start clicking? Then I imagine there was a period of like you're saying that assimilation. Hard to believe you're here, settling yeah. with your aunt. When did it start clicking for you? Hey, um, this opportunity exists. When, 
so my parents were not able to find any any jobs in California, uh, and so we had a another like friend that my dad used to like go to high school with like thirty years ago or something, and he was in Chicago. And and so he was like, hey, if you you can't find jobs over there, like come to Chicagoland area, um, and and um, then we came to Chicagoland, and I think that's where it started clicking because now we were on our own, right? It was me, my mom, and my dad um, on our own, and we we stayed at that family friend's house for you know a, a week or so, and then we got we found rent, uh, and and this is where it started clicking because now. I was the one actually talking to a landlord, right? Like about us getting, like my parents were were not able to speak any English, and then I would have to go with my dad to the school to register myself to go <laughs> to the school. Um, and uh, so I think that's where it started clicking because now it was us against the world, sort of to speak. Yes, that's um, that's fantastic. So now. So then you you start out in high school, a tough age at at probably any level. You're thrust into eleventh grade, new country, yes. new primary first language. How did how did that experience go? The first the first yeah. year of high school like it's it was I mean uh, it was certainly challenging. Um, it was um, luck. So I had to go to like a. E, I had to take like ESL, which is like English as a second language classes. And luckily, I had another like two Ukrainian guys um, that were also there. So um, because in Chicagoland, you have a lot of Ukrainian and Poland, uh, Polish like populations. So um, it was um, so I, I found two Ukrainian friends there. So that was that certainly made it a little bit easier. You know, we kind of were spending a little bit of time together. You know, if we had to, you know, go to different classes, we were had similar classes so we were just kind of staying in our clique so so to speak and and but um i had to start you know taking classes and i had to you know start paying attention and learning and so that was that part was challenging because it took a lot of effort into uh, you know learning because it's like you know taking math a lot of the stuff is like math is also like interpretation right like you have to analyze and read the problem and you have to understand it in order to apply a specific formula or um so uh, it, it, it was definitely challenging um i but i uh, luckily, uh, I was able to pick it up very quickly, um, and uh, uh, maybe perhaps it's because of an age, right? Or maybe it's because of the community, right? I was thrown into the, you know, college. Uh, I mean, into high school, and I was just like had to surround myself with people speaking English. All my teachers speaking English, obviously, and so I think that the the surrounded, you know, community or environment made me learn very quickly. Um, uh, and and I know that that's uh, very prevalent, especially if like you know a child comes in when, when they're like seven to ten years of age, like they're able to pick it up super quickly, rather than you know in the adult years. So simply because of my age, I feel like I was still into that category of like uh, you know able to like learn quickly. Yeah, that's I'm glad you brought that up because it sounds like you're hitting that age. You're having you're just having these new discoveries every day. Yeah, work and opportunities, and it's really clicking with you, almost like, I think a lot of times an American-born person, maybe at age fifteen or sixteen, they're not even mm -hmm. noticing some of those things. But to you, it's 
it's probably enlightening. Yeah, um, that's why I often talk like the the being an immigrant is an advantage uh, a little bit because like you you're just being forced to learn super quickly, uh, and you also have a perspective that you have from a different country that you know you're like okay well um, here I I need to learn these things i i i have no other choice uh, but to learn these things because you know if not me then who is who is gonna make it work for me um and so i think that you start become a very much more um um not necessarily individualistic but like you have to start learning on your own and and you have to you're the one that has to do it so you have that sense of uh, worship um but um I'm 